Hello and welcome to the Hollywood Critics Association's Foundation After Show. Each week on this show, we discuss the latest episode of the Apple TV Plus series based on the beloved science fiction novels by author Isaac Asimov. I'm Jamie Philbrick, entertainment journalist and critic for We Live Entertainment and a member of the Hollywood Critics Association. We have a great show for you tonight. We will be having a spoiler-filled discussion of the latest episode of the series, which dropped tonight entitled The The First crisis. Um, usually I am joined by uh, Yell Teagle and Nikki Fowler. Yell is off this week, but Nikki, woo! <laughs> hey, Jamie. Thanks. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm really excited to talk about this episode, the penultimate episode, as they would say, and only one more going mm-hmm. into uh, the final next week. So um, it's getting good. Uh, unfortunately, of course, Yell could be here this week, but we can't do the show without uh, another guest. So happy to welcome uh, our returning champion back to the podcast, uh, James White from Empire Online. James! Hi, Jamie. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Hi. How are you doing, James? I am good. Excited to talk about this episode. I was going to say, we got a good one to talk about, so let's get <laughs> right into it. Um, so, little recap. Um... Let's try this picture. Okay, so first, uh, after the Invictus jumped, uh, we find that Salbor finds herself back on Terminus uh, with Hugo leading the Thespis. she channels, or seems to, I will say, channel Gale's memories uh, and discovers how to use the cube to open the vault, which reveals a door. But before she can walk through it, a war breaks out uh, between the Foundation members on Terminus, the Thespis, and the Anacreon, uh, with Farah, um, Farah threatening to destroy the vault. Salvor is forced to shoot an arrow that kills her right before seemingly the ghost of Harry walks through the vault. Uh, and then meanwhile, Dawn plans his escape only to find out that it is an elaborate trap by the Empire's enemies who have also created their own clone, which they want to use to infiltrate the Empire. Uh, but... As, uh, there we go, another picture of uh, Day. Uh, But Dusk saves Dawn only to learn of his secret flaws, leaving his fate in the hands of a returning day. So lots to talk about here. Uh, Nikki, let's start with you. What were just some of your general thoughts, uh, things you liked about this episode? Um, So much. (laughs) This was a jam-packed episode. Um, So, you know, Hugo is officially back and um you know this relationship with uh salvor they keep parting to come back together again and i'm loving every minute of it every bit of it so i just want to mention the the little love story there um and then this the the mural scene with brother um dusk who is just you know out to get uh brother um dawn uh trapping him into this uh you know not admitting that he's colorblind with this mural that was really really creative um i love the intro with a young salvor and we're getting more of you know the themes from the book where you know violence is the last refuge of the incompetent i love that salvor is you know still um, she only resorts to violence when she feels that she absolutely has to, which is a major theme in the books. Um, and then the whole elaborate plan to get brother 
dawn out of the palace. It was fascinating. So lots of good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, I didn't, wasn't loving everything that was sort of going on with uh, Dawn at first. Um, but once we sort of were revealed and we saw a second Dawn and, and, and as sort of the, the, the plot as it were was sort of revealed that kind kind of became exciting. And I'm actually really looking forward to seeing how that uh, resolves or doesn't resolve in uh, the final episode. Um, but yeah, I agree with the Salvor stuff. Love Hugo, love the relationship <laughs> between Salvor and Hugo. And, um, and yeah, and, and in a sense, I kind of felt for Farah at the end. Um, clearly she was, so sort of hellbent on the rage that she already had and then wasn't completely clear. She sort of comes in as um, the two warring sides are starting to come to um, an agreement and then everything just goes out the windows. Uh, so I felt bad when, when that happened, but I agree. I, I think, you know, Salvor did what she had to do. Uh, James, what were your sort of initial thoughts on this episode and, and uh, everything that kind of, uh, you know, we moved at a pretty fast clip, I think on this episode because we're getting to the end and a lot was revealed. Yeah, we did. Uh, this was an episode of two halves for me. I, I would break it down into the story of the badass. Uh, that would be Salvor jumping from one spaceship to another, reuniting with her love, sorting people out, doing all these sort of things. And it's also the story of the dumbass because poor old brother Dawn just cannot catch a break and frankly should have seen most of this coming, but didn't. Uh, it was kind of fascinating to see him sort of struggle and uh, to see him really try and escape. Think that he'd maybe gotten there. Maybe he'd he'd achieved some measure of freedom with this woman that he, he seems to really adore and then realize, oh, no, it's all a giant trap. And they've made a clone, another clone of him who is interesting. It's actually interesting to see Cassian Bilton, who is, as I like to say, one of my people. He's British. Uh, get to use his own accent uh, as the clone, as the other clone, I should say, and uh, and and see him talking to himself as 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 brother as brother Don. Yeah, it, it's it's interesting his storyline. His storyline, I think I think Nikki was right, it, and and you were right. It kind of didn't grab me first off, but it, and his little sort of escape from the palace initially it was like Mr. Bean running away at first. He's sort of like, <laughs> and then, oh no, I'm running now. It's like yes, it's like all right, just be more convincing, but all right. And, and yeah, I did love his little moment with Azura where he says, you know, oh, it, where she says about sort of, you need, you need a name, you need a name for yourself. And I was thinking, first of all, Jeff, maybe Steve. Uh, <laughs> no, but frankly, given everything that happens later, I then just downgraded it to Dingleberry, Doink, or Dunderhead, because honestly, this dude just he does not see the way the world is turning, and and yeah, it's it's fascinating. Well, first of all, I love a Rowan Atkins reference. Uh, secondly, um, yeah, I mean, I actually felt sympathy for him once the sort of the reveal happens um, that he's been betrayed, uh, and 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 sort of um, and yeah, it is a great scene when he's you know acting opposite himself. But um, let's dissect this a little bit, uh, Nikki. I mean, I was shocked when there were two dawns, and then to realize what. Um, you know, I'll call it this rebellion, uh, is sort of have in store what they're trying to do. Um, were you surprised by uh, that reveal and sort of the twist in that storyline? I absolutely was. Um, I absolutely agree with James where I love the dynamic of the actor who plays brother uh, Don 
you know, actually, you know, having to, you know, getting to see a different side of this actor. Uh, I just thought him showing those two emotions of this completely weak individual and then this, you know, person who basically has sabotaged uh, his quote unquote life. Um, So that was fascinating. I didn't see it coming. I thought, you know, you know, Demerzel would have something more to do uh, with what's going on. And this kind of just jumped out. So it was a really nice surprise. But I knew something was going to happen because it was just, <laughs> you know, the energy of Brother Don was just, you know, as James and we've talked about, we just knew bad things were just going to keep happening to him. So, um, yeah. And Azura, she just became like this infomercial for, you know, to me after, uh, uh, you know, during the episode where she's just, um, kind of just convincing him that it's better on the other side. Uh, So that whole scene was really cool, but I didn't really see that really specifically coming. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was a a big kind of surprise for me, certainly. And a a nice twist there. Um, James, let me ask you to talk a little bit about sort of Dusk's role in all of this, because he really, um, I mean, depending on your point of view of, of, of what uh, day should have, or Dawn should have done, um, yeah. Dusk really does sort of save him in a sense uh, in the end, although we don't know what he saved him for. Uh, and that, and that we still need to find out. So talk a little bit about Dusk's role in all this. Well, yeah, he, he definitely, he does save him at the end, but I still don't think, I don't, I don't think things are going to go uh, Dawn's way in any way, shape or form when they go back to the palace, because the thing that really teed me off is the, is in the, the artwork room where, where sort of dust brings him in and says, you know, this is my life's work. I've been doing this. Here's, here's a, here's a part of it where it's the end of the robot wars. And all I could think of is all that TV show where they used to make robots and like battle each other and everything like that. And it's like, he was sad. He got canceled. So he made a painting of about it but it's also the idea that he knew already he knew about the colorblindness because he specifically painted the the story of the hunt with extra birds and and dawn could only see them when he was doing it had his little sort of you know his little electronic aids in to help him see them so i think i think that was all set up really cleverly i really liked the way that was set up dusk as usual, kind of gave off kind of a creepy grandpa vibe. There's a whole like shoulder squeeze thing and the, everything like that. It's kind of like, oh, just, you know, maybe don't have a word as original. Don't be weird about this. But it was fascinating to see him sort of manipulate Dawn that way and to sort of reveal without needing to reveal that he's onto him. So right. definitely, even though he did technically save him from the rebels, from the people who were trying to take down Empire. It, I, I don't think I still don't think it's going to end well for him because honestly, at this point, I think Duck sees Dawn as faulty goods. I, I they, he's figured out that there's something really wrong with him, and you know, I, I would not be shocked if next episode uh, he calls uh, Dawn into a room and Dawn walks, and then he just falls into a giant pit somewhere, like something out of Return of the Jedi. But we'll see. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I, it's interesting. Well, it's interesting for me in these scenes is to always remember that Dusk is the day we were introduced to in the pilot episode, right? So it's always kind of interesting with those clones to sort of think about, you know, how that all kind of works out in the time frame of the series and the way that it's been delivered. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I, I, you know, just from watching already nine episodes of the show and seeing how, you know, the show kind of moves its tone, the twists and stuff. Like I got to imagine that the future is not bright 
for Dawn, uh, especially now that Dusk has this information. Um, but he did say at the end, you know, it's up to Day, and we know that Day did go through this, um, you know, transformative, uh, you know, walk about this journey. So, you know, maybe, I mean, it would be an interesting, because I think we're expecting bad things to happen to Dawn. So it would be a good twist for the series to go in the other direction and maybe have, you know, day saved on, but turn on dusk. I, I don't know. Nikki, what do you think about that idea? Yeah. Um, I've been rooting for a day and I don't know why I've been rooting for this brother day for ever since he did the spiral. Like I said, I thought he would learn something, but you know, he took out uh, Zephyr Halima. Um, so maybe he'll redeem himself. Um, yeah. I love this aspect of, the, um, you know, empire with these kinks and, you know, it's so different from, you know, someone attacking them, the Anacreans and what have you. Uh, it's really cool just to see the breakdown from within. And here we are trying to guess whether this is, you know, Demerzel or, um, you know, if the clones are actually, well, we've seen uh, brother, brother uh, Don turn or be kind of, um, you know, or, or glitching out, but it'll be interesting to see if brother, uh, brother day actually has a change of heart uh if it's even possible so i would love to see that yeah i think it would be a good twist if they go in that direction because it just seems sort of too obvious that things aren't going to work out the other way but we'll see um well also let's get into and sort of unpack uh the war on terminus and what sort of happened between um you know, leading up to Farrah's death and the opening of the vault. Uh, James, what were sort of your thoughts on like that whole sequence and and what Salvor had to do uh, to protect everyone taking out Farrah and, and, and then the vault? Uh, well, I really, I really liked her storyline. I mean, not to say I didn't like Dawn's storyline too, but I liked this for a different reason. I really liked how they showed her. They keep showing her as hyper-competent. She absolutely knows. She doesn't panic when there's a situation. She reacts like a human being sometimes, but she doesn't panic. She knows she had to like jump from one spaceship to another. She managed to get the ship uh, back down there. She managed to get back down to Terminus. And then she realizes that the null field, of course, has extended exponentially and he's basically just knocked out everybody in the in almost on the planet it seems like but yeah when when everyone does start to wake up when she realizes she figures out the puzzle figures out the puzzle that gold had worked out before and she she knows what she needs to do it's fantastic because it shows her logically working everything else and it's absolutely tying into that first scene when she's portrayed as a young woman as a as a kid with with Clark Peters character with her dad and talking about as Nikki said you know you know violence is is never the way and it's her sort of figuring things out trying to maintain a peace between these incredibly you know sort of warring characters and then here comes the huntress she's got a ship she's managed to find a ship so it's it's a kind of hilarious progress of like oh that's been shot oh we've got a ship oh great then another ship shows up of theirs that the huntress has basically taken over and destroyed their ships and then she's got the upper hand and then here comes the vault and it basically opens up like a giant kinder surprise and here's harry to sort of sort of sort things out or at least to explain why he's done all of this stuff and even give Salvor more of a reason to sort of feel like okay we might actually be onto something here. She knows this is the crisis they were facing. She's essentially been the one to really try and sort it out. And then boom, here comes Harry looking like, I have to say, a bit like Doctor Who sort of walking out, suddenly being like, okay, kids, I've got everything sorted. We'll be fine. But we'll see. Will they be fine? I don't know yet. 
I just don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So the thing you said about Pharaoh, which I thought was interesting, was like that was a really cool like sci-fi moment. Like I could see that being like, you know, Darth Maul coming down in Star Wars and you thought mm-hmm. he was dead and then he's back, you know, like, so I thought that was like a really great sort of dramatic moment in the way they kind of staged it there. Um, yeah. To- totally agree with you. Nikki, let me ask you, because I don't know. So of course, uh, um, Salvor is able to open the vault and I, she has these visions and we know that she had been having visions throughout the series and I'm still not completely sure i have a little bit of a theory but i'm not completely sure like what's going on there um what do you think is happening do you have a theory about it and just sort of like how that was the um those visions led her to do obviously what she was supposed to do i mean is this all still as we ask every week part of harry's plan um yeah so you know, as I said, you know, in past episodes of our show that, you know, I feel that, you know, possibly that Gail, um, Gail and Raish are somehow related to um, Salvor. There's just too many similarities. And here she is opening the vault. And this is her second try with the um, Prime Radiant. And um, Gail, I believe, opened uh, or solved the Brexit with, you know, a second, you know, two tries so it's just super similar i feel there's like just a strong connection um between uh those two she's seeing all of these visions and even when she's opening the vault we're just flashing she's wearing the clothes that gail is wearing so it's you know becoming more obvious to me that there's definitely this strong connection between the two of them uh maybe they're related maybe they're not but um yeah i i just her actions, as James said, are so calculated and calm and she's really using her mind. And, you know, Gail's, everyone does in the show, but Gail really does this very similar to Salvor. So I just found that fascinating. So I just feel there's a, a, a connection. Yeah, you, I think you're definitely right. Um, you know, I mean, they actually showed scenes that we had seen of Gail earlier in the series, but now it's Salvor in her place, as you mentioned, wearing her clothes and, you know, kind of in the same scene. So yeah, it feels to me like she's channeling her somehow channeling her memories, like something, how she's doing that, why she's able to do that. I have no idea still. Um, I'm hoping that we find out in the final episode, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, So James, you actually opened this up a little bit in what you were just saying. So I want to kind of follow up about sort of Harry's role in all of this. And, you know, he's, he kind of just walks out. I love your, your doctor who reference walks out of the vault. um, And really the episode just sort of ends there with everyone. (laughs) It's great sort of seeing these shots of everyone in shock uh, because imagine seeing this guy who you thought died, you know, Mm. decades ago you know, all of a sudden appear. Um, again, like, how is this possible? What do you think's happening here? Like, I'm assuming this is some sort of like Harry hologram vision kind of thing like we saw before. Or do you think we're going to find out that somehow his consciousness and his body were reborn in the vault? I mean, I think both are entirely possible. They have kind of established him as having recorded his consciousness into at least the the projection system the hologram projection system so i have a feeling it's 
probably that since they've talked about it so much and they haven't really made any references to people being able to you know regenerate themselves but the vault is an incredibly mysterious thing so i don't know it could it could have done something it could this could be a whole new harry if we've had if we if, if it has that kind of technology i mean it, people have been discussing even the characters were saying you know is it a door maybe does it go somewhere maybe it's maybe it's a link to the past maybe it's even time travel i mean again not to quote Doctor Who, but it could be wibbly wobbly timey wimey. But I, I don't know. I still don't know for certain. I can't quite figure it out. I have a feeling it's the projection system. I have a feeling this is a Harry hologram, a Harry gram, if you will. But uh, I think I think it's so interactive and so able to do everything that he could that people might even just mistake it for just being him completely back. And I'll be fascinated to see what he says next week. I'll be, I'll be fascinated to figure out what his actual game plan is, because this is absolutely something he has been setting up for a while. I do think that self or might eventually like even next episode have a point in saying like, could you not have maybe cued us in on this a little bit earlier? So we weren't just scrambling and people were dying, but yeah, you know, that's history. Apparently that's psycho history and things are going to happen the way they're going to happen, even if Harry's manipulating them. Yeah, yeah. And that's interesting too, because if there's been like, if they feel there's been this huge manipulation, then, you know, there could be a feeling of betrayal uh, there too. So a lot that could sort of develop there. Um, also, I thought it was interesting what you said, um, you know, whether it's his plan or not. And I do agree actually that I think it is probably a hologram because that's been set up in the series in previous episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, they could go either way. They could go uh, with, with it's the real Harry, which would be interesting uh, to see how that develops. Um, Nikki, the episode is called the first crisis. And we know that there are several crises uh, in the novels. Um, do you think that season two would possibly be a second crisis or is it possible that, <laughs> that season one won't even get through the first and that we'll be dealing with more of the crisis in the next season. I hope season one gives the answers to fans and doesn't leave them hanging for a season two. Um, because again, yes, like you said, there's multiple crises in, in the book. So um, I, I feel we'll get answers. I hope so. I really hope so. Um, I was, I was also, you know, just thinking on what you were just talking about with the, with Salver opening the vault um, if Gail had actually made it to Terminus, you know, would she have been able to use the Prime Radiant to open the vault sooner? That's just something interesting to see how oh, things wow. would have go- gone. Um, so it's really cool to see this alignment with Salvor finally being able to open it. But um, yeah, I think that, you know, this crisis kind of started when the Anacreans showed up. And, you know, I, yeah, I think. I think we'll get answers and I think season two will go into future, uh, you know, future crises. And with a show like this and, and, and what we've seen this season, I mean, we could have a big time jump between, you know, the final episode this season and, and season two. And, you know, there could be all new characters. There could be like, we don't know what uh, they might have in store for us. Um, yeah. A lot of interesting stuff there. James, what are you hoping for going into this final episode? What are some of the answers that you would like uh, some of the questions you'd like answered and what are some things that maybe you think are going to be left for season two? 
Um, I well, I definitely like to know at least a bit more about what Harry's plan actually is. I, I think we're going to get that given I, you don't get Jared Harris out onto the desert planet or to the to the to terminus just to say like, oh, by the way, uh, I've just set this up, but I'm not going to tell you anything more. I'm going back into the vault. Bye. <laughs> uh, I definitely think we'll get some more answers on that. I I really hope we get something. Not necessarily concrete, but a little bit more solid about the connection between between Gal and Salvor and and why these visions are happening. Because I clearly think there's a reason for that. There's a there's some connection there. There's some link there. Um, uh, obviously, I want to follow up on everything else. I want to follow up on on what happens to Brother Dawn. Spoiler alert: I'm guessing it's not going to be good. I still don't think it's going to be good because that guy has the worst luck in the world. I mean, seriously, that guy has terrible luck. Um, and it'll be interesting to see Day come back and and find out what's been happening with him, how his attitude has changed, what his worldview, his empire view, his galactic view is now. So, yeah, I'd, I'd like to see that. And I'd like to see uh, just generally a few more answers about what's going on about the state of the galaxy going forward. And then, yeah, next season, honestly, I think I think Nikki, I think you and Nikki are quite right about the idea that there could be another time jump. This show is big on time jumps. I mean, every episode we we jumped around the timeline, we've gone to different places, we've been thirty years ahead, a hundred years behind, something like that. So I have a feeling there's entirely scope for that. I think Salvor and Gal particularly might be a storyline that goes forward, but I'm almost certain we'll probably get some new characters, some new timelines, and I'm ready for any of it, frankly. Yeah, I mean, I de- there, we need to find out what the connection is, whatever it is, what that connection is between Gale and Salvor. Because obviously, it, we know it was not part of Harry's plan for Gale not to end up on Terminus. So um, Salvor has seemingly picked up the reins uh, of that. And so th- there's got to be something going on there. So I, I hope to find out more about that. Um, I agree, obviously, we Day needs to come back. There needs to be a conclusion to the Dawn story, to what's going on with um, this rebellion. And then, and then honestly, how Day uh, deals with that, how, you know, because it's his choice you know how he's going to move forward uh ruling this galaxy and then um i would love to see you know there's got to be some sort of um you're right with harry we gotta like find out what the plan was what it still is where it's going how all of these different um groups of people kind of uh, you know what what their roles are to play in all of this so there's a lot to um on uh, we'll have a lot to unpack next week with the final episode and uh it'll be interesting to see where it goes uh moving forward with season two uh nikki is there anything that you're like really looking forward to next week like i gotta know what's happening with this like like you'll be upset if the first season ends without a conclusion to xyz yes I will be upset if I don't find out how Salvor is connected to uh, at least Gail, um, but also Raish. And um, yeah, I also, you know, the vault in the books, the vault opens after a crisis ends. So, you know, I just remembered that. So basically, maybe we will get answers in the finale to, you know, this crisis and, and what could be alluding to for season two. Um, I want to jump back to Demerzel. I'm still fascinated with her disloyalty, loyalty. Um, I feel there's something major happening with her. So I definitely want to know. I don't know if we'll find out this season, but um, definitely intriguing. So 
Those are my. <laughs> That's a really good point about Desmarel because I don't think we saw her a lot in this episode. If we saw her at all, I can't quite remember. Um, but she certainly has a part to play, I would think. And it's and she's been very interesting this season to sort of see where that goes. And and yeah, and even when they uh, um, mentioned, uh, I think it was Dusk mentions the Robot Wars. I was like, Robot Wars. What? You know that she had to be involved in that somehow. I mean, that would be great. I don't know, you know, prequel series or if they at some point uh, in later seasons will kind of shoot back and show that. But that, you know, as a sci-fi nerd, anytime I hear Robot Wars, my ears perk up. I'm like, what, what, what? Um, so, yeah, a lot to uh, unpack. And I, and also interesting, Nikki, I just want to ask you again, sort of this idea you were talking about, about or we were talking about, about um, – Sabor filling in for Gale sort of in Harry's plan. And do you think that Harry's plan was constructed in a way that it was somewhat fail-proof? Meaning that, okay, yes, Gale didn't get to Terminus, but maybe, you know, maybe there were enough sort of, I don't know, elements or science, you know, whatever uh, mathematical quotations he were using that to led him to believe that someone would fill that void. Yeah, I definitely think that his plan is somewhat fail-proof. I I think, you know, he meticulously has this laid out and, you know, he's a manipulator. (laughs) So as we've seen... Um, he's telling people what they need to know and, um, you know, he's playing the chessboard. So, you know, yeah, I'd like to, my mind likes to wander to see, you know, what would have happened if Gail had arrived. It's so convenient that Salvor is there to take her place. What would they have done if she wasn't there? So, um, it could be just part of his entire plan. Yeah. And you also mentioned Raish and hoping to get a little conclusion to his story, in this final episode coming up, uh, I wouldn't hold my breath. I, 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 I kind of feel like that's maybe a, a lost thread uh, of storyline that could get picked up later down the road. But I feel like, you know, unless somehow it's involved with the connection between Gale and Salvor, I feel like that's probably, you know, not the most important thing that they need to sort of deal with, but I'd love to see him come back if he does. So that would, uh, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, unfortunately, that's all the time we have, uh, but we unpacked a lot in this episode. Uh, I want to, let's thank James White for stepping in and pinch hitting thank for you Yale so this much. week. Thank James, so tell much. everyone, uh, tell everyone where they can check out uh, your stuff online. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jam White. Uh, I'm also on Instagram at, at Jam White. And uh, most of my work is still on uh, EmpireOnline.com, which is the Empire Magazine website where I do news, I do the odd review, I do some other bits and pieces. So, yeah, that's that's where you can find me if you really want to. Awesome, awesome. And Nikki, uh, we got through it. We only got one more episode to go. I'm so excited for next week. Uh, until then, let everyone know where they can uh, find you online. Uh, you can find me on social media anywhere at Nikki Fowler 28 or at Glitter Magazine and sometimes here on the Hollywood Critics Association channel. Excellent. Uh, and you can find me at Instagram, Twitter, at Fieldbrock, uh, Jamie Philbrook, my name on Facebook as well. And we just want to thank you for watching and please make sure you hit that subscribe button, like this video and tune in to the HCA's Foundation After Show every Friday at 12.01 Pacific Time, 301 a.m. Eastern Time 
one episode left. Let's uh, see how it all ends up next week. And we'll see you back here for another after show. Thanks. Bye.